HR Grapevine podcast. This is a special edition of the podcast and part of a series we're bringing to you in partnership with Actual Experience. Actual Experience works with people leaders to help build a digital workplace that works for everyone, everywhere, all of the time. Through always-on analytics and consulting, Actual Experience helps to create a level playing field in the workplace. While hybrid working comes with new challenges, it's also a chance to improve employee well-being whilst driving the organisation's bottom line. And in each episode of this four-part series, we will invite a new guest, a thought leader from the HR industry, to discuss the unique opportunities facing people leaders right now. My name is Sophie Parrott, editor of My Grapevine, and this week I'm delighted to be joined by Dave Page, Chief Executive Officer, Actual Experience, and Emma Leonis, who is the Executive Director of HR Transformation at Lace Partners. As this is your first time on the podcast, Emma, I wondered if you could just start off by just introducing yourself, giving us top lines about you and your role at Lace. Sure. Thank you, Sophie. And thank you, Dave, as well, for inviting me on uh, today to, to share some hopefully uh, interesting and insightful thoughts. So um, my role at Lace Partners, uh, we're a boutique HR transformation consultancy, and I do a lot of work with organisations, HR directors and their leadership teams on a day-to-day basis to really help take their people strategy and therefore define what's our HR strategy and plan and the right operating model uh, around that. So people, process, um, capabilities, also technology as part of that as well, which I, I know we're going to talk a little bit about today. But I think for me, what's really important is distilling the what into a very pragmatic how. Um, And that is something I'm particularly passionate about. So how do you make things simple, effective, and ultimately tie everything that you're doing as as an HR function and people leader back to business outcomes? I think, Dave, that's something you're equally passionate about and and we might touch on today. And it's a number of things that sort of we've talked about at Lays and and links back to some of our, our thought leadership that we can delve into. So thank you again. Thanks for the introduction there, Emma. And of course, Dave, pleasure to have you on the podcast again. Um, how are you doing today? Very good. Very busy. Uh, somewhat uh, busier, I, I guess, as we were talking about earlier on, in fact, busier because the, you know, this, this hybrid working environment can be can be relentless unless we uh, unless we guard against it. But it's uh, it's been one of those days today. Yeah, I understand. Well, I think that's a really nice segue into today's discussion. And on the podcast today, we are going to be taking a deeper dive really around how HR and IT functions can collaborate to build a better employee experience, as well as also sharing some best practice tips for how the, the two functions can work together, particularly in hybrid working environments. Um, and I definitely think it's something which is a timely discussion, given that, you know, lots of companies have moved to a hybrid model of working, which of course has really caused overlapping objectives between HR and IT. And this move to hybrid has, of course, sparked an increased reliance and emphasis on digital tools and virtual interactions, not just to keep operations up and running, but also to keep colleagues connected with one another. And not only is seamless technology critical to day-to-day roles, but it also does play a vital part in employee engagement, which is why getting it right is so crucial for HR and employers. 
And while some may assume that digital experience of tech sits within IT departments' remits, 58% of business leaders said that digital experience of technology is more than just an IT issue. And that's according to Actual Experience's recent report titled Reconfigured. And the report explains that for too long, digital aspects of work have operated effectively in, in separate silos from the employee experience. So in other words, CIOs or um, owners of IT and digital tools need to better align with people leaders. And of course, failure to, to kind of have this alignment could result in problems for companies that are looking to really get hybrid right. So with that being uh, the case, and the report they're kind of suggesting that better alignment between these two functions is needed to kind of aid a successful hybrid model. I really think that that invites the question of how can people leaders facilitate collaboration between HR and IT? Emma, what are your thoughts on this? Absolutely um, agree, Sophie. And it is a really, really timely discussion point for all the reasons that you said, but also it's one I see pretty much come up every day in the conversations I have with the clients that, that I work with personally. And sort of build on that statistic that you just shared. And when I was sort of reflecting for, for today's conversation, again, through some of the, the research, Dave, that you know, actual experience had done, there was a question around who actually owns the employee experience. And I think it, it was something like 68% of the organisations in, in your survey said that HR owned the employee experience and only seven percent it i actually would argue every single function in the whole organization has a role to, to play in that and i wanted to mention that statistic because i think it leads quite nicely to your question sophie around how can hr and it work together more um, and some of the things that sort of really jump out to me are we need to think about how we come together as one team um, easy to say that clearly, uh, and but harder to break down some of those silos. But I think for me, you know, you've got the people function who are creating the vision around maybe what experience might look like, um, working clearly with other departments at strategic level, but really they're the day-to-day -day listening um, engine within the organisation. So what is our vision for experience? And then you've got your IT team who are kind of your digital architects around, well, this is how we could solution for that. So when coming together to think about the art of the possible, if you've got design groups, for example, you need both HR and IT, plus potentially others, but definitely the two of those teams together in a room. IT needs to understand why certain things need to be done. So why is it that an experience needs to feel like X, for example? You know, how do we really create more of that engagement, that productivity? How do I make someone feel supported? How is that linking back to the business outcomes? So they understand the context and the rationale and can therefore better shape the solution that HR needs to partner with them on uh, from a digital standpoint. And all too often, actually, IT become the recipients of a really long list of requirements. They don't understand necessarily the context of those requirements. And that's sometimes where the dialogue and the translation falls down. So I think really for me, that kind of shared understanding from day one is, is quite important. I also think on the flip side, um, IT probably has an expectation, and quite rightly so in, in some respects, that HR actually is more digitally savvy. Um, it's one of those things that sometimes just sits within the HRIS team, you know, understanding how we can use digital tools, looking at the marketplace, doing all of those great kind of proactive scans around the new recruitment technology or the new learning AI platforms that are out there. But actually, everyone in HR has a role to play in understanding how digital can enable certain outcomes. 
And it was a really interesting question we asked in our white paper around shared services on that and kind of ambivalent responses around the priority of that digital capability. IT probably expects that of HR and quite rightly so. Um, and Dave, sort of welcome your perspectives on that. Um, and I know we're going to talk about outcomes uh, in a moment, um, which I've sort of touched on there too from that context setting piece. Yeah, I must admit, Emma, I violently agree that this collaboration between HR and IT is well more critical now than probably it ever was. And it's certainly, in my view, it's, it's certainly critical now for the next decade of working because things have changed, you know, so extraordinarily over the last two years, if you sort of think about uh, sort of pre-lockdown, when we looked at the employee workplace and, and worked with, like your organisation, large global enterprises, and we knew at that time that people spent perhaps, you know, 25 to 30% of their time interacting and working with each other digitally. Today, that's nearer 60 to 90% are the assumptions that we're working with. So that's, you know, the digital workplace has become so much more significant in terms of the impact on people and the impact on the business. And, and, I, and I think out of that actually comes a, a really important opportunity because the, you know, the natural side effect of digital being you know, such a significant part of people's time, uh, one of the natural things that digital has in it is data and an enormous amount of data can be accessed. I mean, not in a sort of big brother spooky kind of way or spying kind of way, but but there is an incredible amount of powerful data there that can be used to, to help people leaders drive forward their people agenda in a way that perhaps, you know, survey-based analysis, you know, two or three years ago was sometimes not you know, patchy in terms of the quality. Well, actually, the digital world is, you know, is, is pervasive. It's, you know, 100% of employees, uh, you know, experience and interact digitally. And all of a sudden, you've got access to a, a really complete set of data, which I think actually brings me kind of back to your point, because that's the collaboration opportunity with IT, isn't it? Because you've got access to that data, the you know, IT are going to be able to help HR use the data that is available um, and take all the learnings from, which I know is something you're, you're very strong on, Emma, all the learnings of other departments, you know, learning to use data over the years. You know, IT has, has probably learned most of the mistakes that can be made and can really allow the HR team to sort of leap forward and not make those mistakes. And the one point I would make in there is that, you know, having data is one thing, but actually making sure that you're able to ask the data the right questions is probably where IT and HR come together and collaborate properly because you know IT are going to be able to organize the data for you in a kind of data architecture kind of sense but the way data is organized then limits the questions you can ask of it and so IT um, somewhat to your point earlier on, IT don't know exactly what questions to ask the data for an HR leader. But HR, you know, I think the role of HR now for to help IT really help them is to make sure that when they're in the room together, HR are really taking a you know very strong position on what questions they actually want answered with the data to help them drive their people agenda forward. I, I agree, Dave. And so I guess for me, you know, technology is just the delivery mechanism ultimately yeah. for, for all of yeah. those things. And yeah. it's what you use the technology to give you, i.e. the data that it can provide you and how you have the right mindsets and behaviours around that. And I think that's also important because too often we think about process 
tools, technologies. They are super important, they're foundational, but to get the value, you have to think about the skills, the mindsets, the behaviours and the conversations that happen as well. Yeah, I, I think I think one way to think about it, Emma, is as we do. We are, my organisation is a product organisation. We're creating a product and, and providing it to people. And one of the things you know you're trying to think about from a product perspective is when you hear a requirement from a customer. Actually, that requirement might be you know I'd like a flashing light over here on my dashboard. Um, but actually, the the real point is to, from a product perspective, is understand you know, what, what the question is that that light is answering. And you may come up with a completely different solution. So it's not a light. It's something completely different in order to answer the question. Now that I properly understand that question, now I can provide you with the right solution. And I think that's really the interplay going on between, or should be the interplay going on between HR and IT is HR will genuinely understand in a very deep sense the questions they're trying to answer and IT simply will not have any understanding of that unless they're led by HR. So you both kind of offered some some insight there about how you know people leaders can really facilitate this collaboration between the people function and the IT function. Moving this on slightly, how would you say that we should go about measuring the success of this collaboration? Dave, if I come to you first on this one. Yeah, well, I, I suppose the way I think about this, I, mean, I, I come back to the demonstration of success has got to be around progress, you know, demonstrable progress around, you know, those top level business objectives around, you know, people, planet and profit. And there's obviously a lot of detail underneath any of those objectives. But I, I think what has to be the outcome of this next decade of, of work is that there is demonstrable progress in a, in a data sense, demonstrable data to show that there is demonstrable progress on people, planet and profit um, around these areas. And I think, I think there's, a, there's a wonderful opportunity there um, in terms of alignment as well, where, whereas um, I think, you know, the, the alignment between, you know, employees and customers who perhaps have been a lot more focused than investors up until now on on people and planet objectives. The investors have changed over the last few years, um, very much so, and and are very aligned now with people, planet, and and profit. But the one thing that the investors, my company's in the public market as well, and um, investors are demanding that in order for them to invest in our company, which is a good thing and helps us to build the business, in order for that to happen, then you know we, we have to be able to show demonstrably that we're making progress on people, planet, and profit. You know that comes back to data again, and you know the happy coincidence of hybrid working and lots of data and very being very digital is good. But that's that for me is um, how we show success, and it's also the opportunity I think that HR leaders have got to really now step up. Um, harness that data and and help um, the CEO and the board demonstrate to investors that they are in fact making progress on these objectives and hence help build the company. It's a very exciting opportunity. I would agree, Dave. Um, And kind of on that data point specifically, because there's lots of different ways one could decide to measure the effectiveness of the collaboration. But if I think about sort of different value levers, you might have you know, at a basic level, like your operational ones of, so IT and HR have worked together on X initiative, and as a result of that, it has made things simpler, which means we've saved Y amount of time. You know, that's yeah. kind of your, your base, a basic measure. 
more and more obviously want to think about the impact on people from an engagement and productivity side and, and collaboration. So those kind of experience levers and then potentially even building on your point, Dave, about the broader society outside the organization um you know how, how can we measure that together you know if people are more engaged at work um how is that then linking to the csr initiatives that we've got um from a customer experience side you know if you are overall more engaged you are have got a higher workforce performance higher productivity through the digital enablers be they collaboration enablers like obviously a number of us have experienced over the past 18 months two years or be they just you know you can find information that you need more more easily if you've got the right automation the right tools that should help you be more effective in your role which actually maybe can therefore increase workforce productivity and overall business revenue slightly tenuous links between some of those um, but there definitely is a story that one could narrate between between them and therefore the effectiveness of that collaboration but i actually think you know we've kind of got to start even from the basics here which is if you're trying to measure effectiveness what does great mean to you? So if you're saying, you know, we want to work together on various initiatives, thinking about employee experience, what does actually great mean there? Is it simple and simplicity? What does relevant mean? Because my relevancy might be different to, to what you mean by relevant, for example, Sophie and Dave. So there's lots of different dimensions there. Um, but I also think IT is probably hoping that HR becomes more agile Um I personally, um, I, I like some of the concepts of Agile, but I think HR adapts it in a slightly different way to IT. But for me, that's around being braver and bolder with some experimentation. So if we can get HR and IT working together in pilots to try new things in different ways, regardless of whether you have hard data points to measure success, the fact that that is happening is probably success in itself. I mean, I think the last point you made there was really interesting, kind of around just defining what that actually means. And I suppose then that could have some kind of impact on, on the way that success is gauged. Um, so kind of so far in the podcast, we've looked at how to facilitate collaboration between the two functions, how to measure the, the success of the collaboration as we've just spoken about just there. Um, but also I think there's a follow-on question around how HR and IT can collaboratively collaboratively work together to create a better employee experience. So I was hoping just in the last few minutes of the podcast to get um, a short tip from both of you about how HR and IT can work together to create an enhanced and better employee experience. Um, Dave, perhaps if I can come to you first. Well, I guess I, I sort of come back to the point um, that, well, actually Emma and I were sort of jointly making slightly different ways, which is about... Um, you know, make, making sure that you understand the questions. You, you have access to a whole bunch of new data here, um, an incredible amount of data. But the, the key thing is to make sure that you understand what questions you're trying to ask for the data. And, you know, those questions may be around, you know, typical people objectives like well-being or employee experience or equality, diversity, inclusion. You know, they're all top-level, um, you know, people-type um, objectives. Um those are obviously really important to the business um, and, and then to make sure that the, the way the data is being put together allows you to ask the right questions. Otherwise, um, it's going to be it's going to be a long time unpicking the data and putting it back together in a different way. So think really carefully about the questions you're going to ask of the data going forward. And I guess my sort of addition to that, Sophie, would be kind of what I said around sort of the, the design groups piece, which is both parties need to work together from the start, you know, know them, know us, know we'll go and design in our, you know, 
isolation here and give you a load of requirements really have that conversation up front to say how can we do this together and how can we have those design conversations together and work through that um, and ideally if you can do some kind of piloting um, culturally that's a you know interesting question for some organizations but if you can pilot as part of that I think that's also a really powerful thing to do so you continuously improve and evolve that partnership together. Well, there you have it. Thank you both for sharing your tips um, to that final question there. And I'm sure it will provide lots of food for thought for our listeners today. Just wanted to say a special thank you to Dave Page at Actual Experience and of course, Emily Onis from Lace Partners for both joining us today. If you do want to find out about any of the topics that we've been discussing in today's episode, we'll leave a link to Actual Experience's reconfigured report below. And if you're interested to hear more from myself and Actual Experience, join us again in a few weeks' time where we will continue discussions around the future of work and what it means for you. But unfortunately, that is all we do have time for today. HR Grapevine wouldn't exist without your continued readership and engagement with our content. So if you want to find out more or to sign up to our daily content newsletter, which showcases solutions and best practice answers to all of your HR issues, please visit hrgrapevine.com. 